everyone. Welcome to another wonderful, exciting episode of the Uncanny Curves podcast. This is episode 25. I know that because I just had to look it up. And we are talking about Uncanny X-Men issue number 115. Very exciting. There's Dinosaur Men. I am Lauren, as always, one of your lovely hosts with me is Alex, the other Drink your water, host. kids! Yeah, yes, as Alex learned in the past week, um, drink water. Don't live off Coca-Cola because that's called dehydration. That that dull headache you've had for months, dehydration. Yep. Turns out that all the TikTok teams are right and you should be drinking a lot of water. Yeah, yeah. It's good that they're right about something. They could be right about lots of things. I don't know. I was on TikTok for like two weeks and then it was taking up too much room on my broken phone and that had to go. Get, get out of you here, really TikTok. You need to fix your phone. I'm buying a new one tomorrow. <laughs> That's what you said like two months ago. I know, but I'm actively motivated. I had a very motivating Friday. I decided to buy a phone. I finally changed my car insurance from one state to the state I currently live in. <laughs> You've been paying Delaware car insurance in Texas? Well, it sounds illegal when you say it like that. Is it? I mean, technically, no. It's not like I didn't have insurance. Oh, does Texas require you to have insurance like New Jersey? Uh, yes, I do. Most don't all states require you to have insurance? What state is um St. Louis in? Missouri. Missouri did not, and um, um, what state is New Orleans in? Also, Louisiana. Louisiana definitely doesn't. Well, Louisiana's like 90% swamp, so what do they know? What they know is that they have a healthy billboard exhibit of just southern auto automobile injury attorneys. Pretty much. Um, I, I just, I assume that whatever the most dangerous option in terms of regulation is, that's what Texas goes with. Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, I, there's a mosquito in my room because there is no God and I've gotten three mosquito bites and I want to kill myself. What you gotta Thank do, you. what you gotta do, and this is not, I, no one listen to me on this. It's a bad idea. You gotta get yourself a nice, like, quarter-sized open wound on maybe your knee and just leave that out of the watering hole. And then it won't go for the hard skin. It'll just go for the watering hole. <laughs> that sounds more painful. I'm not saying I'm not saying you like take a nail gun to your knee. I'm saying like maybe you make like a softball save. A little bit rougher than you would. Maybe you do the slide. Maybe you do the knee slide in softball. 
no, but then you just have a mosquito sticking its little whatever that needly thing is called into your open wound. <laughs> I would do me deep enough where it's like a little pool. Well, everyone, that's how you get West Nile. Uh, don't get West Nile. There is no vaccine for that, to my knowledge. Um, and it is very deadly. It can be very, it can be a very deadly disease. Yeah. You know where that. they probably have West Nile? In the Badlands or wherever the fuck the X-Men are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, we're talking about X-Men. The X-Men are in the Savage Lands, uh, which which is in the center of Antarctica, I guess, somehow, magic. Yeah. Magic reasons. Um, and there's a dinosaur man. And the dinosaur man... like Antarctica's basement. Is it underground? I think, yeah. Okay. I have no idea. So... <laughs> Because I think when they escape Magneto's lava condo, <laughs> they tunnel down and that's how they get out. Sure. Makes about as much sense as anything else. Yeah. Let's go with that. So yeah, there's a dinosaur man and he's zip-zapping, zip-zopping the X-Men um, because he wants some kind of, I'm assuming, ultimate power. That is usually how it goes. And he only gets ultimate power by zapping mutants and sucking their life force, I guess. Not even life force, because Storm definitely isn't dead. But... (laughs) (laughs) I like to imagine that all, like, especially X-Men villains, are just from emotionally abusive households. And like they're trying to be good bad guys of like teenagers, and their mom's like, "What's this guy's name?" Sauron. Sauron, you can't even do that right. You gotta zap them all the way dead, or else they come back and for for revenge kills. Yeah, because this uh, comic definitely starts, and he's saying, uh, you know, he he claimed the life of this she mutant, and she's definitely not dead because she uh, pops back up like five pages later and she's like ah can I um call a point of order don't think you get to call someone a she mutant when you're talking pterodactyl man (laughs) I just don't that's like black dynamite calling somebody blackie straight face with the intention that means yeah probably uh so yeah basically this issue is uh x-men fighting sauron and then sauron gets zip zopped um i gotta stop listening to so many other podcasts with weird hosts that say weird things (laughs) influencing my vocabulary um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do notice the zip zop is now a thing in your <laughs> vocabulary. Yeah, I, At least today. Um, 
yes. Uh, then he gets smashed into the ground. That's that's pretty great. And then um, a weird He-Man oh. extra shows up with flowing blonde hair and a battle cat. And he's like, no, no, don't hurt my friend. And yep. the X-Men are like, uh, what? And Scott's like, oh, that's me. That's me. Sorry. That's me. Yeah, God, I knew him. Yeah, he apparently knows Scott because reasons. Um, so then they're all sitting around a fire, which is how you know Storm isn't dead because she's sitting there. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Who was that asshole? <laughs> and uh, Sauron is now back in his human form. Um, and then they're like, oh, let us tell you a tale of the Savage Land's woes. Here's a half-naked priestess walking through the swamp with her lackeys. They're talking to a, a god that is in a stone face. They sacrifice some random dude who God knows where he came from. And then the rock god is now in that guy's body. And now he's a rock man. Um, I'm just going to say. Doing stuff. It's a real cop out to turn back into a human. To get out of being hit by Wolverine. And not even hit by Wolverine with claws. Like just hit bare knuckle by Wolverine. Which usually is worse. But with Wolverine is in fact better. Yeah. Because there's no kitchen knives involved. True. So the uh, blonde hunk guy is like, oh, you have to help us get rid of the rock guy. I didn't like or understand what was happening in this. So, <laughs> so we're all I can't there. tell. I don't, I don't understand. And then Scott's like, oh, sorry. We got to look at the time. Got to go <laughs> suddenly. Pack up, guys. <laughs> and then they leave. <laughs> And that's it. That's all I got. Cool party, yo. But I think it's about time for us to keep getting on and getting on. You keep Tarzan and Tarzan. See you later. Uh, I owe you for the thing with the guy in the place, and I'll never forget it. <laughs> Walked off. <sighs> I get so, uh, yeah, can you better explain what happened here? No. Well, no. shit. Um, I will say I'm coming to a conclusion based off of this comic and also the Teen Titan comics, which you will have heard of all of our discussions on once, you know, you're hearing this. And that conclusion is the comic books may not have been real readable until maybe the mid-90s. <laughs> because the 70s were this. The 80s were Ron and the gang. <laughs> and like also that that like trio of father-son pairings who are just done with Corey's entire planet. 
were just like, we're going on vacation forever. Goodbye. Um, I'm pretty sure they didn't live through that entire ordeal. Um, and just that, that, that leaves the early 90s. But as I think I brought up on this podcast before, the first half of any decade does not actually belong to that decade. It is still the, uh, the older decade. We're just pretending it's not. Like it is no long, it is not 19, it's not 1990 when it's 1990. It's 1990 when it's like 1996. When it's 1990, it is still probably 1985, just like style-wise and like all the shit we're doing. So giving it like some room to breathe, I say that everything starts making logical sense and store like storyline sense around 1995 in most comic books. And on that note, I have no finger licking goddamn idea what's happening here. Why did they just why did they just leave? Who is weird Tarzan with fucking muscle like arm muscles that are definitely not how arm muscles work? Um, is it just all of a sudden okay with Sauron? Like, yo, fucking, (laughs) if If a homie showed up and started putting on the beatdown and started making me hallucinate like my fucking friends were face-melted goddamn demon people? Except Nightcrawler. He looks exactly the same. So so to to that point, uh, when they are fighting Sauron, Sauron um, hypnotizes, because I guess one of his powers is hypnotizing people, Yeah, hypnotizes Wolverine so he only sees horrible melty people except Nightcrawler, who looks almost exactly the same, just bigger ears. <laughs> I can't fuck that up more. <laughs> Which I was a little sad, and I was like, oh, that's not, that's not cool. <laughs> um, but, like, also, the, we neglected to mention the way Sauron does that to people. He, like, holds them fucking upside down with both hands on each side of their head, looks into their eyes. And then, I don't even want to call it crying. I want to call it eye drooling. He eye drooled his tears into their eyes. It does look like that a little bit. (laughs) And it's just, none of it's great. None of this feels like it matters significantly. And also, they're in the fucking Savage Land. In both big comic universes, versions of the Savage Land, the Savage Lands are not just a place you fucking leave. They are like a fucking the other side of the coin of reality. Fucking, you fall through the polar ice caps into the savage lands and you usually need to do some real weird shit 
to go backwards. I mean, they were just going to walk, so guess it's not that weird here. <laughs> but, like, look, I, they must have some sort of fucking amazing fever because in what they passed through fucking lava hot, literal, they passed through whatever temperate zone they were just in normally. And that was probably just like upstate New York in like mid spring or some poor shit. And then they got kidnapped from that once again because of what I can only describe as a gay porn star goblin who mesmerized them with his cross plate into being captured by Magneto. And then we're held in a lava room, basically, by fucked up Rosie, who once again, he really should have invested in the in the weapons package for her. Because God I mean, I'm I'm sure Magneto's uh lava base was climate controlled. Yeah, when it was not being melted by the lava. Oh well, yes. It went from that. I'm assuming at some point they hit fucking cold. Like, you don't tunnel through anything in Antarctica without hitting some sort of cold patch. So they experienced cold. And then they burst into what I could only assume is a temperate zone similar to fucking Hawaii. Considering everybody's wearing bikinis and loincloths, I would agree with that. Although I've never I, been to Hawaii, so I couldn't tell you what the temperature is. I've been to Florida, if it's anything close. Eh. Um, and don't worry, people in Hawaii don't want you there anyway. Um, true fact. They must be so, like, temperately fucked up. They must have, like, every version of a cold you can imagine. And they're just going to walk the fuck out? Gonna hoof it out of fucking savage land. Yeah, my assumption of the plan was they were gonna walk out, get back to like the surface of Antarctica. And then I guess their assumption is that they're gonna, you know, mentally, psychically be like, yo, professor, you wanna come get us? Hey, bud. Now, <laughs> like, like Scott starts real diplomatically, and Wolverine's like, "Hey, Bub, fuck, get us!" And fucking Gene, it's like, "Oh God damn it, Scott, Scott's still alive." I just adjusted him being dead. I have such a nice life now. The insurance money got us a way better apartment. Misty's very happy. She even got a better gun. She, she probably did get a better gun. <laughs> she probably was like, I've been sold a bill of goods. They said this would be all I would need for self-defense. I don't think they anticipated I don't think they anticipated Fire Lord. <laughs> Fucking Fire Lord from South Jersey's Pizza Kitchen busting through my wall. 
Although Dean's parents were very nice, they helped with the arbitration, and I did get it quite settled. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's being paid in lumps of coal. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I don't think he knows what money is. It's the thought that counts, I feel like, in that case. My <laughs> lawyer's uh, like, the least I can do as he re brick paves the wall. Yeah. <laughs> they could. I'm just writing a romance novel between Fire Lord and Misty involving like lying glances over the repaving of the wall. Misty puts down the gun, tender music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is how much we don't care about what happened in this issue. I just, there's no, like, it starts to set up something cool, um, which maybe the, this, this, this issue does end where, like, they're, they're getting to where they can, like, cross over, and I guess, like, the, the line between the Arctic and the Savage Lands is now much closer than it should be, and the blonde-haired guy whose name I don't fucking remember and I'm too lazy to look it up right now um is like oh hey that's not supposed to be like that everything's fucked up so perhaps they will stay after all um but yeah like it starts to set up something that I mean I still don't understand but I'm assuming more would be explained um you know you have like this weird God person and some kind of interdimensional aliens. Zero references that it gives you. It gives no explanation. I'm but I'm like, oh, this could be cool. And then Scott's just like, oh, we gotta go. Bye. I'm gonna go ahead and say that maybe, just maybe, Scott it's like, hey, do y'all remember when last time we involved ourselves with alien horse shit? I'm not even going to talk about how cool I felt when I just cold cocked that poor man just off the bat. Just minute ago, I just wrecked house with some guy's whole face. I'm not even going to talk about the fact I'm not sure my girlfriend is controllable anymore. I know that's not PC to say, but that's how I think. I learned it from the professor. <laughs> I can't add anymore. But now I have weird fucking... grooming tendencies towards women. It's unfortunate. I would say I'm seeing somebody for it, but I'm seeing the professor for it, and it's going badly. I'm gonna say that the alien shit got real bad. I mean, yeah, I saw, I saw somebody <laughs> and I saw somebody who seemed awfully familiar. Fucking <laughs> Wolverine just screamed, Starjammer, Starjammer says, son says what? And he's like, excuse me? 
going to say that as a group, we need to not fuck with aliens anymore. I'm pretty sure the little Majin Buu guys still have a hit out on me. <laughs> I'm not aiming for more. I'm not even sure I'm they're aliens. Home. I don't know what they are. I don't understand this blonde man storyline. Oh, Kazar. His name is Kazar. Apparently, he's the lord of the Savage Land. Who knew? I'm just going to say, I would think a lord of a land would be able to afford a shirt. It's the Savage Land. Nobody's wearing shirts. Yeah, but that's why you asked Including the, the women. The women weren't wearing shirts last issue. <laughs> that's true. They had a whole lot of, like, anime threads bigger than her nipple blocking nipples in the last issue. Which once again feels like cop out. I know that the me thing is fine. Um, but I'm saying like in the way that in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the land of the shirtless, the dude just wearing like even a smock. Just even like a fucking poncho. He's the king. Um, but yeah. Oh, upon looking again, the priestess is not half naked. She is wearing a full leotard. <laughs> My brain oh, just, yeah. just blocked that out, apparently, and just made assumptions. I apologize. <laughs> well... I apologize for my assumptions. To be fair, the leotard is like, it is like the deepest V. And it's also it like, like weirdly in shadow. I think I thought it was just her skin was a weird color. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the priestess has an immaculate terror, tailor is what I will say. I mean, everyone else in the Savage Land so far has been half naked, so. <laughs> that, that's also true. And, like, just, you could be forgiven for, like, stopping at the end of the cleavage. <laughs> um, and also, hold on. See you later. That no other this? woman is wearing clothes. Like, all women are wearing, like, oh, I mean, I guess I'll wear this weird, like, animal pelt around my waist. But then just, just, just flap it in the breeze at all of the points. Who knows? Just where did they get this man that they sacrificed? I, where did he come from? I got He's that wearing jeans and I'm a like, button down. I don't. <laughs> ah, oh god! So um, you know the scene. In, have you ever seen Space Jam? Not the new one, the the original. I mean, like a million years ago, but yes. There's a scene in Space Jam where the little aliens are like sneaking around trying to find the right basketball players. And they're like stalking basketball players. I imagine it's like that, but for people from the Savage Land hiding in the vents, and they just go around looking for like middle managers <laughs> of like Costco's, and they're like, he looks nice and meaty. Let's grab him. 
Oh, he has a name. <laughs> oh, what is his name? His name is Kirk Marston. I feel like that's an editor we haven't heard about and somebody really wanted to kill their editor. Hey, you think if we do this after a certain point, after Kirk had looked at it, we can just have Kirk sacrifice in the Savage Land? Because that would give... My therapist says I need to stop doing coke and start doing some reparations. I think this is the first step. Oh, oh, he's a real, he's a, he's an actual person, person character. <laughs> Who? Uh, Enlighten okay. me. Uh, Kirk Marston was a radiologist <laughs> working for, God damn it, Wikipedia Fandopedia, whatever this is called. Okay. Um, working for Nayland Smith at MI6 when Kazar came to London. Who's <laughs> letting Kazar into normal world? Um, oh, okay. When Kazar came to London looking for a cure to the vibranium related madness that had befallen the people of the Savage Land, Marston was introduced to him by journalist Tandy Snow. Uh, Marston accompanied Snow and Kazar to the Savage Land to inspect the vibranium. When they arrived, they found the Savage Land had been invaded by the Shinarians. After the defeat of the invasion force, Marston accompanied Kazar and Snow to the Shinarian home dimension. They're not aliens, they're interdimensional beings. But is that the same thing? We don't know. Do the aliens just live on top of us in the fourth dimension? That's another podcast. After having oh, fled no. the battle, after having fled during a battle with the Kilarians, I don't know who those are, who those people are, uh, Marston discovered the Kraman and led Tonga and Bernard Kloss to them. They immunized him to the process of energy absorption to which they subjugated their prisoners. I feel like the person that wrote this uh, missed some <laughs> steps in that their paragraph. <laughs> that is true. Uh, don't you just love the like whole Wikiverse? Like, like it's like so oh, he went from A B C. C to Q. God damn it. So, no, they didn't even go to Q. They went to like 35 or some horse shit. Um, but the thing you got to understand about Wikipedia is like Wikipedia, like, like Wikipedia editors are like, they have editors for themselves. Like you can't just write something for Wikipedia. That's psychotic. Do you like have to go through all these things and there's all these checks and balances now? Just straight wiki? The like shit when you go to find a picture of Goku? Yeah, the uh, marvel.fandom.com slash wiki. <laughs> that shit? The wild goddamn west. And that means that people, listen, the bar is not high to be able to write a wiki, a wiki page. It's just not. I attempted to write for Wiki in the like fan in the like um fan like journalism column. They wanted exclusively clickbait shit. And when I tried to involve more than one show in my article, it's like, hey bud, 
we really admire your your cojones, but we're gonna want you to dumb it down and keep it to one show. To which I submitted a second draft that was just a punched up version of what I wrote. Not what they suggested. They said no. And I took my show on the road and I made my $13 writing about the Oscars on Medium. (laughs) True story. But like, so here's the the question that you have to ask when it comes to interdimensional beings. Are they interdimensional, but like from a different dimension's Earth? Or are they like from a different dimension and also Neptune? I have no idea. That would make the that would make them aliens, just from a different dimension. But if they're just from like Earth five, that's just normal ish. Oh, at some point the Savage Land is destroyed by the alien terminus. That's unfortunate. Wait. Um how do I the Savage Lands are on Earth, right? Yes. Are you sure? I mean, it just says destroyed. It doesn't say how or... I mean, all they had to do, how they had would have to do would be fuck up the climate and, oh, look, the Savage Lands are destroyed. Uh, yeah, that's true. The, the Savage Land is just kind of like the wetlands out in back of your house if you fuck up the climate enough. It's just all underwater now. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, it must be, the Savage Lands must be underground because they show them fucking hiking up a thing. Um, please don't reopen. I wouldn't like it if you reopened. Okay, so um, here is more information. Okay, so they must stay in the Savage Lands after okay. this issue. So that gives me hope. Okay, so so we get... Oh my God, that's a stunningly bad drawing of Scott, of Cyclops. Holy shit. It's just like a visor and a tiny weird fucking beak of a nose and then just like a gorilla mouth. Interesting. So Um, the god's name is Garok. And this is on regular Wikipedia. So it is, may or may not be more peer-reviewed. Peer-reviewed. It probably is. Um, Garok was originally a sailor from Great Britain. He shipped the HMS Drake crashed on the shores of Antarctica during the 15th century. The sailor was swept overboard and taken by a warm stream to the Savage Land. Wandering the Savage Land, the sailor entered the lands of the Sun People who worshiped the sun god Garok. The sailor found a statue of Garok with a cup beneath it. Fun fact, kids, if you find random cups sitting on altars in the middle of a jungle, don't drink. Do not drink from them. Do not drink. Thirsty, the sailor drank from the cup, but was chased off by the sun people. The sailor escaped and managed to return to the kingdom of England, but found that he had become immortal after drinking the potion. Over time, the sailor's body became a living, organic, stone-like substance until he looked identical to the statue of Garak. 
Nearly five centuries after he had left, the sailor returned to the savage land and discovered that the sun people believed that their god would return and their high priestess Zaladane waged war as a form of worship to him. Zaladane is the priestess in this issue. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Zurodox, that the whole concept of Zurodox, seems like a um a pyramid scheme in curse form and just like there's some there's some actual Zurodox all the way at the end all the way at the top of the pyramid gets to live forever as long as Rubes keeps drinking from this dumbass cup probably uh the sailor now known as the petrified man encountered Kazar and related his story to Kazar the petrified man aligned allied himself with Kazar and journeyed with him to the savage land to prevent his worshipers from waging war there. The petrified man gained energy powers and transformed into pure energy. The petrified man managed to stop Zaladane and her people by dissolving their weapons and then returned to his physical form. However, he then went mad and believed himself to be Garak. Garak sought to destroy all life on earth to bring about peace and he and Kazar fought each other. On Zaladan's instructions, Kazar lured him inside an underground pool, which turned Garak human and mortal again. His age caught up with him rapidly, and he died shortly after. As he died of extreme old age, he recovered his sanity, and his corpse turned to ash. Zaladane later, how does she, how is she still alive? Um, Zaladane later captured an adventurer called Stunning Kirk skin routine. Seriously, I need to get on that. <laughs> Um, and magically resurrected Garrock into the body of Kirk Marston using the ashes of the deceased previous petrified man. Marston's body quickly transformed into a duplicate of Garrock's own. With Zaladin, Garrock attempted to unite the Savage Land tribes by forcing them to erect a colossal city. Oh, a colossal- This stone motherfucker? Yeah, to erect a colossal like city. Uh, Garak and Zaladan fought the X-Men and Kazar. Garak was defeated by Cyclops and fell down into the city's thermal shaft. The X-Men believed Garak to be dead. The X-Men's enemy Magneto later found Garak. How, how did Magneto get there? Um, who had transformed. <laughs> he was larger and half his body had turned into crystal. That's some Resident Evil enemy shit, but okay. <laughs> while the other half became like molten rock and his intelligence had dulled. Magneto forced Garak to serve as his guardian, to serve as the guardian of his Antarctic base. Um, in this role, he fought the X-Man Storm, but again, fell into a deep pit. And eh, we don't need to read the rest, it's fine. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't just walk by that. He was supposed to be guarding the base? Um, this is in the future. Oh, okay. I, yeah. like, I would have noticed the crystal molten man. Yeah, we are at the part of Zaladan has captured Kirk Marston, don't know how, um, and magically resurrects Garrock into his body. That is where we are. Cool. Um, because Garrock, the rock dude, definitely looks like a C-tier Yu Yu Hakusho villain. Yeah, he looks like that. someone. He looks like someone that you fight that like you fight in a montage scene in the Dark Tournament. Yeah, and like fucking cool bar punches his head off by accident or something. Like he's got the Yu Yu Hakusho era blue jeans. 
<laughs> um, and a weird like Doctor Ibo-ness about him. But yeah. So I still. I understand more, but strangely less. Yeah. So thing I want to know here is what do you think the odds of that entire storyline at some point being put to page or if this is like a um, destiny um, destiny like grimoire card scenario and just some of it's like crammed in a paragraph somewhere in a book and they're just like I mean technically it quote unquote happened but we don't we, nobody drew the panel but I don't know what to tell you because, like, I mean, there's definitely, there's probably a, a fight coming up between Garrock and the X-Men, and he probably, it'll, it'll probably show him falling down a thermal shaft. Um, yeah, <laughs> just, just different versions of fucking Wolverine drop kicking people down elevator shafts, really? And then the description of him being half crystal and half magma was oddly specific. So that's probably drawn somewhere. Yeah. I, like, yeah, the stuff going forward, I'm not really concerned about. I mean, that stuff before that, really. Like, uh, so um, I'm guess, well, it appears Kazar has his own comic. So I'm assuming it, it may have happened in his comic. Okay. How long? I'm. Do we think the the X Men is the crossover comic? Um, I mean it. That has happened several times now. Yes. Like we get like Tony Stark shit invention. The Avengers show up slash don't save the day because they're too <laughs> busy being on house arrest because Tony peed in a flower pot one day. It fucking. So what that functionally means is that the, the X-Men, which is a very simple fucking story, a.k.a. racism bad, except if it's Irish people. Um. <laughs> And also, you can be as sexist and creepy as you want. Just as long as you're not racist towards anyone who's not Irish. Irish have a field day, especially if they're a war criminal. Moira, I'm looking at you. Um, She's not Irish, though. I think she's Scottish. Scottish. Basically, anybody, anybody who's pale with red hair, we get to be racist towards Ginger racism day here at the X-Men Academy. We're just singing that TikTok song all about how gingers suck. Damn. It's over and over again. Um, but this is a very simple story. It by no means needs you to go to Tarzan's fucking jungle world. But the reason it does is it constantly has to bear the weight of all these other of all this other shit. And if I had to guess, 
I would say that Chris Claremont, as soon as he got the reins, he's like, oh, fuck. I got to dig my way out of this horse shit, which means I got to spend hundreds of issues ending goddamn storylines. But first things first, we're going to kill Thunderbird. Thunderbird is hindering the marketability I will need to make X-Men survive long enough to get me out of the fucking savage land hole that I'm st- this thing has been stuck in. Fucking yeah, murder I mean, I that this this definitely seems like um perhaps there was some editorial pressure to put uh Kazar and his his bullshit Yeah, because who fucking cares this? about Kazar? Perhaps so then more people would go buy Kazar comics. Sauron is the best part of this, and he's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I'm sure somebody I mean, tried Sauron to- was at least in previous X-Men comics. Yeah, and like he's a cool, like fucking pterodactyl dude with a goddamn holstered gun. Uh, fucking uh, being a pterodactyl man wasn't enough for you. You had to pack heat. I want to know about him. Well, you have to go back to issue like 60, I think. But like... This definitely feels like old people being like, no, I love Kazar. The kids love Kazar. (laughs) Kazar's a hit, baby! And it definitely like, needed some more exposition on who the fuck Kazar is and where he's from, what his his deal is, what are your motivations like. Yeah, because Kazar definitely Kazar has this feel of like the ass, the like old asshole who busts into a party and is like, don't you know who I am? No, we don't, old man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah. And like, just, and now that you said that, that uh, this feels like, in the same way that like, them being racist towards Scottish people, it feels like the editor's hand just being like, no, it's fine if we call them ginger, ginger snaps. <laughs> So awful because I think that's the thing they've called Banshee at some point. <laughs> it's very possible. It feels like no, no, Chris. Everybody loves Cesar. And if you don't think they do, I sign your paycheck. <laughs> and it's just like, like that. Because, like, if if the, the natural progression was, okay, like they get captured by Magneto, they're in Antarctica. Oh, you know what's in Antarctica? Savage Lands. You know, we have, you know what we didn't get it? We as like the artist team and, you know, these current writers, you know what we haven't done? Savage Lands. Savage Lands is cool. Somebody was probably like, I want to draw a goddamn dinosaur. And Chris Claremont was like, cool, sounds good. Let's go to the Savage Land. And they were like, oh, hey, here's a weird villain that was in the Savage Land. He turns into a pterodactyl. That'll be cool. The kids love pterodactyls. 
<laughs> and then Mutton yeah. got pterodactyl bed sheets. He loves it. Yeah. And then the editors heard them talking about this and were like, oh, you're going to the Savage Land, I see. Do you know who else is in the Savage Land? Kazar. Put Kazar in the comic. <laughs> so they were like, I will say. Why? <laughs> that doesn't make say... any sense. We were going to have the X Men fight Sauron. No. No, you're not. <laughs> Oh, okay. Never we're mind. forcing we're forcing you to make this a pre Scooby Doo Scooby Doo team up episode now. Congratulations. Yep. Um. So, say what you want about Marvel Grandpa, better known as Stanley. Say what you want about Stanley. But Stan Lee knew how to keep the jello out of the pudding, so to speak. And that Stan Lee knew on some primal level that his weird as fuck ideas, like Strangeo Boy or whatever the fuck he would write on his days off and pretend like it was a good idea, but to be clear, it never was. He knew not to do crossovers with like popular shit or with like shit that had like a like a could be beat to back to life like a dead horse like he knew like keep that shit out of x-men x-men has to wants to do its own thing i'll be over here making my weird fucking nightmares pet project whatever may or may not steal other people's ideas depends on my mood like like i said say what you want about him but he certainly won't pay them for those ideas why would i do that but like most people don't do that at this point so fucking meanwhile fucking osama tezik is somewhere working himself to death having a stroke as he draws 90 pages at a time in the back of a limousine on a way to his own wedding and we wonder why fucking comic artists are like Could, can i go to sleep please <laughs> it's japan um but like we digress <laughs> we digress It's amazing when you stop and look at it how much crap is forced into this into these properties. Because you're probably right. They probably were like, oh, we're getting we're already in the middle of a volcano in Antarctica. We're so like there's like a paper sheet, paper thin sheet of like earth between us and savage land adventures. And Somebody, and an artist probably suggested that Chris Claremont probably probably proclaimed, we're going to the Savage Lands. And everybody was like, huzzah, like a pirate ship. And then some fucking fat cat asshole was like, Savage Lands. You know what my favorite comic was when I was, when I was a kid in 19, I'm a dust person. Cesar, I'm going to need you to put Cesar in because I think that the kids would love Cesar and he's going he's gonna to be in this comic. And if he's not, he, um, 
I, I signed your paycheck, so fuck you. Don't worry. There'll be there'll be a silent point there. It's fine. Okay. Sorry, my cat decided to be an asshole and demanded things. Anywho. <laughs> I just went on a rant about like editorial stranglehold on fucking art departments. It's fine. Yes, no, it's um, good. I heard 90% of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every once in a while my rants like line up in a way that's inspired. And I can hold them for a certain period of time before they teeter out into more madness. Yeah, no, it was it, it made a lot of sense. <laughs> because seriously, like like I said, Stan knew Stanley knew not to like like he probably an asshole in lots of ways, the way lots of creatives are, as we're finding out with Activision Blizzard right now. Lots of people who were probably at one point very creative and very moving industries forward are basically the problem at some point. But he like knew when he had a thing and he knew not to fuck with it. And the crossovers and all that shit, lots of which happened in X-Men in just the small section we've been reading, all weighs that stuff down because it means like the X-Men all of a sudden have to deal with the like where they are in the fucking timeline in relationship to God to the Avengers who let's be clear the Avengers are the assholes of the Marvel Universe <laughs> they keep fucking shit up every time they show up stuff doesn't just get worse before it gets better it gets like 2020 pandemic worse immediately before it gets better. It gets like in the universe in which the Avengers exist, every health insurance plan includes fucking mental health or else people would be flinging themselves off bridges because if they got un-Thanos snapped, they would still remember disintegrating into nothingness and just wake up and be like, Am I an accountant? Look down at their hands and just like see that they're still a little dusty and think, that mammal? I'm going to need some mental health care. <laughs> um, but it's just like, I'm like, and we're supposed to be racism bad. And now we're fucking. We've got Tarzan the blonde bombshell and his merry band of fuckos. I don't know what to do with it, man. That note, you have anything else to add, Lauren? Uh, no, no. Hopefully this won't last too terribly long. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I think I said this last time too. Um, I don't know if we were still recording though. I don't remember. Um, but I've I've been told that you know the the X Men's absence is you know a big factor in in how we get to Gene 
basically being like fuck life <laughs> and Bing. fuck life i'm gonna go do war crimes <laughs> kind of she definitely is it puts her in a very very vulnerable very dark place and and a lot of people take advantage of that and then we eventually get dark phoenix so <laughs> i remember dark phoenix's a actions and also costume it's got real be gay do crimes energy that I'm behind. <laughs> and now I just want to imagine her like ending worlds just screaming, be gay do crimes. <laughs> a planet is just gone in a puff of glitter. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean there's there's so much cool stuff to come. Um, we just need to and make it there. And I think we just have to, yeah, we just got to slog through this random shit. <laughs> we got to <laughs> slog through Kazar. We got to slog through the period of time when they're like, okay, we'll let you make cool spaceship with Gene. But first, you have to make my fucking Conan the Barbarian fan fiction for Tanatu. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that was the trade-off. They were like, yeah, you can, you can, you know, spend all the budget on cool, <laughs> cool action scenes and super sick space and, you know, make Gene have cool powers. But eventually, you're going to have to deal with Kazar. <laughs> no, you know what I bet it was? You know what I bet it was? It was a trade-off with the editors. When one of the editors was like, Man, Chris, I, I hear where you're coming from. And I will let you kill Thunderbird. Yeah. Fucking wipe him from the map. Fucking polish the side of the X-Jet with him if you so choose. <laughs> but I'm going to need a favor from you. At an indeterminate time, <laughs> at an indeterminate place, <laughs> in the storyline. And... They get out of Magneto's grasp and, and like Chris is like really feeling it, just pumping through. I've suggested so many scenarios to why this happened, but I like this the best. The editor pops in, he's like, hey, you know that favor right that I need from you? Here you go to the Savage Lands. There's a certain beautiful shirtless blonde Lord of the Savage Land, <laughs> who I'm gonna need a storyline with because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> this is for my boy Thunderbird. Birdie's out. The height of comedy, I think, all achieves in that. I'm good to go. I'm like good and out. Yeah. Well, that sounds like that's it for us. Uh, you know, hopefully next issue will be better. Um, let's let's look let's look at that real quick. Let's click over. Oh, look, uh, Colossus is on fire. Well, there that's, we go. We have that to look forward to, perhaps. <laughs> that's. That's not great, man. Look, you look, look, it looks like it gets better. You know, this was like the... the That's a good cover, bottom. I'll give that. Yeah. 
this was this was the fifth Harry Potter book of this arc. You just you gotta get through it. It's not very good. You really only but, need the first five chapters and the last six chapters. The whole middle is dumb, but you not, need it to get to the end. You need Goblet it to of get Fire, to book six. Goblet of Fire was the fourth book, right? Yes. This is not the fifth Harry Potter book at all because it didn't have a Goblet of Fire before it because the Goblet of Fire is very fucking good. It's like peak magical high school good. At no point did we hit peak X-Men yet. The best I can think of is the hottest fuck mailroom guy who gave Bob the button for the animan. And that just barely qualified. No, the 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 Fe- the Phoenix stuff was super cool. Oh, the, the Shi'ar Phoenix Empire was cool. was cool as shit. Macan Crystal Man. Emcron, Macan, Cran. I don't remember what it's called now. Pecan. I have a broken brain, everyone. I don't speak words good. Uh, That probably has something. The way I should be drinking water, you should really be sleeping, bud. I mean, it's, it's mostly due to my horrible mental health that has rewired my brain in ways that make it not work good it's fine <laughs> i'm gonna say we should say goodbye before we like need to read somebody miranda right on the air or something probably we'll see everybody possibly next week with a fun non-sequitur issue not issue uh episode about random things that we talk about and we'll definitely see you in two weeks with issue 116 where the cover has colossus definitely on fire goodbye drink water kids